So, R.I.P. Jerry Springer, who was not the first trash TV guy, but maybe the most famous one. So we will do our snake draft coming up in about an hour from right now about our favorite trash TV shows. Um, I was working at a different building on a different station. I was working for Rome at the time. And I had an office in this hallway that was connected to all of the studios. So Jim's studio was down there. Dr. Laura's studio was down there. Uh, Michael Reagan, who did a political talk show, he was down there. There was like a a hallway that had four or five studios in it. Ryan Seacrest was down there. Um, And occasionally people would come in and host their radio shows when they were in L.A. because we had a facility to host people. And I'm at my desk and I'm working along and I'm just doing my thing. I'm getting ready to do do our show. And I see somebody walk into my doorway and I look up and it's a face that I recognize, but I can't place who it is. And he says to me, he goes, hey, excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you, but can you tell me where the men's room is? I, I don't know where it is. And I'm like, yeah, it's you know, uh, two rights and a left and, and you'll be right there. You can't miss it. Okay, great. Thank you very much. And he leaves and I'm sitting in my office. I'm like, God, who I know who that guy I, is. I, I, why? That's somebody I should know who that is. I mm-hmm. don't know who it is. So I'm, it, it starts. You know how I get. I get obsessed with not knowing these things. And so I'm like, I need to. I need to see his face again. I can't quite place it. I followed him to the men's room. Followed him to go to the urinal next to him so I could get another glimpse of him. And I'm standing there. And I kind of look over and I'm like, Oh, it's Jerry Springer. So we, I, I have that moment with Jerry Springer. We're washing our hands or whatever. We chit-chat a little bit. Super wonderful, nice guy. But Jerry Springer walked into my office and asked where the men's room was one day, and I didn't recognize him, like, instantly. And this was I was going to say, where 90s. was he in the height of his He was Jerry Springer. He yeah. was ma- selling those videos. People mm-hmm. hitting each other with chairs. Like, it was at the peak of Jerry Springerdom. And I recognized him, but you know, they have that thing where like, I know you know who you are. I just can't put my finger on who it is. Jerry Springer. So I had to go take a leak next to him. Well, <laughs> that's aggressive. I did I, not I think you were going to be going. I, I'm like, I need to, because I didn't know if I would see him again. And like, uh-huh. he might've disappeared. I didn't know if he was coming or going or whatever it was. I needed to see it in the second viewing, Jerry Springer. Um, that type of TV, what were the originals? I'm trying to think here. What you kind are of not like talk shows or trash talk shows? A combination, like that kind of started that trend of that's very so before that you had like Donahue, right? That yep. tried to be fairly intellectual and have real conversations. And they would mm-hmm. get kind of silly at times, but Jerry was the one that just what if we brought out two people to punch each other? Like he was kind of the Next first level. one to yeah. do that. Same office, two doors down was Michael Reagan. And I hear different morning. I hear, good morning. How are you doing? And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds like exactly like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, but who, who is that good at doing Arnold? And I hear footsteps coming down the hallway and hear it again. How are you? Nice to meet you. And I'm like, wait, what the hell? What? Then also, my door, good morning, Arnold. Nice to meet you. He was in there. He was running for governor at the time. Mm. He was there to do Michael Reagan. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Arnold Schwarzenegger, just every door, stop. Good morning, how are you? It was terrific. That's actually a really good impression from I've you. I've got it. All of my impressions are fantastic. No, I'd say about 30% of them. <laughs> that's one of your better ones. Every last one. Let's try another phone call here. Let's go to Charlie in Los Angeles. Charlie, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, yeah, you know what? Uh, the Lakers, we have the talent to win it all this year. But um, we're going to go as far as our coach allows us to go. Uh, he's running AD and LeBron in the ground, bro. And then Lonnie Walker's not getting any run time. 
I don't know what's going on. And what's the purpose of picking up bigs if we're not going to use them? So, Charlie, appreciate you calling in. Chad, I'm going to give you a theme that's happened in post-game show. We talk about rotations. Mm-hmm. First off, running LeBron and AD to the ground or in the ground, they don't really have a choice other than yesterday when you're down 24 and the game's over, right? That's one of the few times where you could say, I can conserve this player because the game's over. Um, I get a lot of this, and I, I don't completely disagree. That I don't think this is the difference of the game. Beasley played, I think, 10-11 minutes yesterday. People are saying, why is Beasley playing 10-11 minutes? I don't disagree. Beasley, I feel like since he's been traded to the Lakers, has hit 11 shots. Guy's not hitting shots. Lonnie Walker used to be a starter for the Lakers and then got injured and the trade deadline happened and now he doesn't get minutes. Mo Bamba, you went and got, and there's a lot of people saying, get a little bit more size in the middle, especially when AD's out. So if John Morant's going to the basket or Desmond Bay, at least they're trying to shoot over a seven-footer. There hasn't been enough of that where it's just, hey, this is not working. Let me try something different. I, I, I get it from those rotational purposes. They're going to win or lose based on how their best players play. This this is the playoffs. You need, you're going to need a Rui Hachimura to have a night occasionally, right? You're going to need an Austin Reeves to have a night occasionally. But this isn't where all of a sudden you go deep into your bench. And like I think Lonnie Walker got in yesterday, and it was the first time he'd played since he played 30 seconds in game one. Something, something yeah, weird like that. Yeah, he, he, he just played. hasn't Basically played Basically hasn't all. played. Yep. I, I don't think – and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Lonnie Walker. I just – I don't think that's the, the answer. Difference, yeah. it, the difference, yeah. Neither is Beasley. No. The yep. answer is LeBron can't play like that. Mm-hmm. He, he, it's not – they won because of him, but when he, if he has a game like that, they're in deep trouble. You can't make that up. And – Anthony Davis was pretty good last night. It just your best players are going to determine whether or not you win in the playoffs. Hmm. Occasionally, some the reason that the Warriors won last night, Steph did what he always does. He got his 31. He was terrific. But Draymond and Clay stepped up. Hmm. Draymond and Clay are the second and third best players on this team or most important players. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Giannis was didn't have the answer last night, right? The, Trey Young, when they beat the Celtics the other night, went Bonkers. The, yep. You win games because your best players win you some games. And that 2-2-1 theory that we were talking about, okay, one, but you got to have to get those other two. Say it again. The two, oh, the, your I best player is going to yeah. win you two. Yeah. Your second best player is going to win you one. Yep. And someone else yep. is going to get you one. Yeah, I, I, I still think that Lakers tomorrow, you do need contributions from your role players. But let's see if Bron and Anthony Davis can also have a game together. They haven't had a game together yet this series. And, and, and Memphis... I think last night was a perfect example. Last night, Memphis played good basketball. Their yeah, backcourt was really, right. really good. Jaron Jackson had 20 points or 18 points on top of what Desmond Bain and John Morant did. They played a good game of basketball, so they obviously were not under the impression that the series was going to end in five. More of your calls in a second. A couple of suggestions for uh, our weed strains. That no. Someone says mine could be animal style. That's from 805 Raider. That's not bad at it's all. really good. Yeah. It's really good. And yours could be Chaldean Kush. I'll take that as <laughs> not well. Not bad either, right? Good I job, Edel. Chaldeans Raider. have made some pretty good money on the Kush. <laughs> there you go. That's why you could you could slide in there. Big E says the Slee strain is more of a vape. It's very low key. <laughs> so that that's a good way to do it. See, they got they got your back, Al. Got us covered. Let's try uh, Temple City and Dennis. Dennis, you're on with Travis Slee. What's up? Hey, Travis Lee. I uh, love you guys. Love the show. Thank you. I wanted to piggyback off that last caller um, and and Sleeva's point about uh, Ham's rotation. It's like he want, he's obsessed with small ball. You know, he brings in Rui for the first half 
Rui goes three for three with six points. He only plays him five minutes in the first half. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, that was actually, that was interesting. Rui's got a lot of time so far this series, and yesterday in that first half, it was kind of shocking because five minutes for Rui? That 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 was that was different. Let's just put it that way. Maybe you got accustomed, you were, you were hoping to... Um, some of your other players were going to contribute, whatever the case is, but Rui to get five minutes of the first half. I, I'm with him on that. Can I can I just go back to this? We can look at Darvin Ham, and we can talk about if this player came in, that player came in. Memphis was better than the Lakers yesterday, period. Yeah. Uh, sometimes in the NBA, one team knows, guys, I really don't want to end the series here in Memphis. This is our final shot here. Yep. Are we going to get embarrassed on yep. our home floor? In Memphis, remember I was telling you this, I wasn't sure if Memphis was going to have one of those moments. And there was a moment in the third quarter where it became a one-point game where Memphis mentally would say, are we are we in for this fight? Do we really want to go back to L.A.? Is this just a matter of time until we're out of the series? Memphis showed none of that yesterday. Memphis, We're going back to L.A. I, I'm glad you said that. Memphis beat the Lakers last night. The Lakers didn't blow it. The Lakers mm-hmm. didn't choke at the end of the game. The Lakers didn't. They're a good team. They, they are. They're the second seed for a reason. They, they had the most home wins in the NBA. And they played well yesterday. And they beat the Lakers. It's not that they, oh, they blew it by not using it. They beat them. A good team played well and beat a good team that didn't play well. Happens all the time. Yeah. My complaint is not, should this guy play, should that? It's, what the hell were LeBron and AD doing in the game yeah. with 10 minutes to go? That, that My only criticism of last night is, the thing that is most beneficial to them, rest yeah. and time. You had an opportunity to increase rest and time, and you chose not to do it. That's my criticism. Not use Lonnie Walker more, use Mo Bamba more, use Michael Beasley less. That they're Not Michael Beasley, uh, Malik. Malik Beasley. Yep. See, this is my Josh Fields moment. Michael Beasley and Josh Fields. Stop saying Josh Fields is going to stick in your head more. Was there a Michael Beasley that played for the Dodgers? No, but I, I my, Michael Beasley. My, can I tell my one of my, this is one of my favorite stories of all time. Still, this is one of my favorites. Michael Beasley and, is a former Laker. Yeah, he is a former Laker. Yeah. But Michael Beasley coming out of Kansas State, I believe, right, and was the second or third pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. The NBA had a a summit for its rookie players that was titled something like Rookie Summit, had his very official sounding name, but it was basically the don't smoke weed and have girls in your room summit because this is how things go bad. You know why Michael Beasley got sent home from that summit? For smoking weed and having girls in his room. Yep. (laughs) It's terrific. Sounds like Michael Beasley. And if this wasn't one of these, uh, we got a huge problem here, This and, and maybe... He should be able to do that. Fine, but not there, right? This is that, listen, the only thing you can't do, this is, I know this is a really stupid rule. This is a really stupid rule. But what you can't do if you're going to work here is you can't eat a Denver omelet on a Tuesday. I, I know it's weird, but you can't, okay? He ordered a Denver omelet on the next Tuesday. It's like, it's just like, really? The one thing we're here to talk about is the one thing that you're going to do? It's you get just, everything you want. It's, just don't you can have, have one on Monday. Denver, you can have it on omelet, Wednesday. On you can Tuesday, have it whenever, you just funny. can't do it on a Tuesday. I get it. It's weird, but we're just trying to see if you're paying attention. Don't order it on I'll take the Denver omelet. It's just so weird to me. It just doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, Sigo de Mayo coming up a week from tomorrow. And ESPN LA has taken over Salitas Tacos and Margaritas in Anaheim for a Cinco de Mayo Fiesta. We're giving away Angels tickets, Mandy Awards tickets, Salita gift cards, and more starting at 10 o'clock with me and Slee. Mason in Ireland right after that. And then, of course, Sedano and Cap. All the entire 710 crew at Anaheim's hottest new restaurant, Salita Tacos and Margs. 
Light the fire within and feed your soul. NFL draft tonight, Slee. Rams, because they never do, do not have a pick in the first round. They yep. pick 36th overall early in the second round. Um, the Raiders have the seventh pick. The Arizona Cardinals are reportedly taking offers to move up and take their third pick. The Raiders desperately need a quarterback. It does appear that there are more than two quarterbacks in this draft. You've got Young, you've got Stroud that appear are going to go 1-2 in some order to Carolina and Houston. They both need quarterbacks. Do the Raiders kick the tires on that? Do the Raiders see because – or you say, no, nope, I don't – Will Levis or, or the kid from Florida. Help me out here, Emily. Anthony, Anthony Richard, Richardson. Richardson. I'm going to call him Anthony Bennett, I'm sure. Anthony Richardson, do you say, I don't like that guy. I'm going to sit where I am. I'll wait for another draft. Or, hey, we got a chance to move into three. We're going to get a pick of a guy. We need a court. I still think – I know I'm crazy. I still think the Raiders were a pretty good team last mm-hmm. year. I know that they weren't, but I think that the quarterback play really handicapped them. Could the Raiders slide into that spot? Funny. When you think of – and the NFL draft, sometimes what do you do? You just kind of – we need this position, and we're going to fill it because that player fills that position. But it doesn't mean it's the best player on the board. It doesn't mean it's a guy that, let's say you're not crazy about. There are obviously guarantees in the NFL draft that you're like, all right, I know this guy is going to go. This is your top three pick. We, we kind of know the structure of what it is. After that, it's kind of, well, I didn't know Miami was going to take this player. This player dropped off. What's the preference? Is the preference... I want the best talent that's left on the board, or am I saying to myself, I need this, so I'm coming in to slot that that specific person there. In the NBA, in the NFL, I think a lot of times we see, I need this guy specifically, that's why I'm taking him, even though I don't think he's better than somebody else that plays a different position. Need over talent. That's always, I think, the question, and I think if you're a team that has you're that far away from being competitive. Don't you take talent over need and then figure it out from there? I think that's a really good question, and it leads to the other question that the Rams have gone the other way. Do you take picks or do you take players? That's coming up next, plus more of your Laker phone calls. It's straight ahead. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
rough day for Julio Urias in the Dodgers in Pittsburgh again. They're down uh, six to two, headed to the bottom of the seventh inning. That game's going to be completed in about an hour and a half. It's just cranking by. Um, it's two in a row for Julio. Two, two. Look, this is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, and those are back to back. Not just not very good outings, but straight up bad outings. Not a big deal, but back-to-back bad outings no, from I'm a guy you. who's your best pitcher. It's not great. No, I think there's a lot of, especially when he takes the mound, it's this, all right, there's a good chance this is a W. That's two straight games. You just look bad. He did, that's the best way to put it. They're hitting him, and they're hitting him um, hard. Hitting him hard, and even some of those outs just got a little lucky that they went to somebody. Yeah, he, they're a weird team. They're a really, really weird team. We'll see how this one uh, ends up. But Got to get health. They need Muncie, they, Will Smith. They need these guys they back. They need those mm-hmm. guys for sure. But even when Will Smith and Muncie were playing, mm-hmm. the, today, if, if this score holds, let's just say it ends at 6-2, to two, yep. and, and maybe it will, maybe it won't, the Dodgers have already scored three or fewer runs 11 times. This would make 12. They've only played. This is their 26th game of the season. Mm. You're scoring three or fewer runs in half of your games – that's no bueno, right? And I know Julio pitched bad today, and their bullpen's been a problem as well. But this is this is not just hey, they hit a lot of home runs and it's boom or bust. This is you are a inept offensive team roughly half the time. Mm. That's never been the case. And and I guess if you're Andrew Friedman and you're Dave Roberts, you're trying to figure out is this a real deep fundamental problem with this roster, or is this something when Muncie comes back, when Smith comes back, that you just push Balances those guys out. a little yep. deeper. Mm-hmm. Austin Barnes is batting under a hundred, right? You've got a guy that Chris Taylor is struggling, Trace sure. is struggling. They, they, you just got guys that are not producing at all. Mm-hmm. Is it a bad start, or is it you need to go find some? Where do you lean? Guys. Where do you lean on that? If you're asking Six, yourself that 60, question, sixty forty bad start, but it's sixty forty. It's mm-hmm. not ninety ten. They they have the back third of their order is not good, and part of it is. You got so used to having that all-star team that they had for yeah. so long that this is more normal. But you can't have guys hitting under a hundred playing regularly. You and, can't have a bunch of guys hitting under two hundred playing regularly. And, and Outman will probably go back to normal, right? Yeah. Whatever average yeah. is, just because he got off to such a hot start. This is why I'm not worried. Okay, what, what's today? I mm, April twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. The Padres are in a position to run away and hide with this this division. And I know they won yesterday, and they're only 500. I think they're 13 and 13 or 12 and 12, whatever it is. This is the worst version of the Padres that you're going to see. Manny Machado's hitting 200. Nothing. Juan Soto's Soto, hitting nothing. like 190-something. Mm-hmm. Cronenworth's bad. Kim is bad. Mm-hmm. That This is the as bad as they're going to be, and they're 500. I don't think this is as bad as the Dodgers can be. I think this is kind of what they are. Freddie's mm-hmm. fine. Mookie's fine. Outman's been really good. Your starting pitching, for the most part, has been pretty good. Sure. Kershaw's been great in his starts. Yep. And you're 500. Mm-hmm. The Padres are playing as bad as they can, and they're 500. The Dodgers are kind of what they are, and they're 500. Padres just get a little bit better, and they start creating a ton of space. Yeah, I, I, you know, I know yesterday we were going, and I thought about it yesterday when I was telling you how bad they've been offensively, how mm-hmm. bad their stars have been, how little amount of home runs they've hit how their batting average was the worst in major league baseball and it's fair what you said immediately like al but look how many things have gone wrong and it's not like they're four games out with an incredible catch right there yeah that trace just made a beauty um it's not like they're five games out or it's it's not that it's hey they're within a game of 
the top of the division yeah. is the best way to put it. Their run differential is awful. I, I, I saw your – it's a great catch. Great catch. I, I saw your point where, to me, it was there's expectations right out the gate for the Padres. It's, wait a minute, why aren't they, if they're 12-12 and 12 right now, why are they not closer to 16-8 and eight or something? Just speaking out of you, know what? that's what you expected, and none of that has happened. I could see the optimism. I will say this. You know what it is? Yeah. It's, I haven't studied for a test yet, and I'm getting C pluses. Mm-hmm. I haven't even opened the book. I'm just walking into the class. If I even read a chapter... Yeah. I'm getting A's. That's what the Padres are. I, I, I will say this. Soto has been bad. He and has. that's coming from last year as well with the Padres. I'll take him. Oh, send, I know that. Send him on up. He'll, he's going to be fine. He's going to have a month where he hits 500. He's going to have a month where he hits 14 home runs. He's going to have a month where he you literally can't get him out other than when he knocks over the second baseman with a line drive. He's that dude. You know what I watched yesterday? Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Which one? Emily, I saw Shut Up and Dance. Wild, right? I don't think my girl will ever watch something with me. Which I don't know the names of these episodes. Okay, so it's the one where uh, the... The pig? Nope. Nope. It's it's, it's this guy is uh, being blackmailed, and you... Uh, oh, he has yeah. to go meet, do complete tasks with other people who are also being blackmailed, and you don't know what he did until the end. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, you may have seen that one. I skipped that one. Yeah, it's a little heavy. Do you like it? <laughs> it was my girl said. You know how on Netflix they just all, all immediately start another episode. She's like, "Yeah, we're done with that." I'm like, sounds good. Oh, she was out. Yeah, it was. They're all dark though. They're it was all that dark. dark. That one was dark, especially with us not knowing. Because I'm telling her, I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know what the show is." They said to watch it. Blah blah. She said. This episode, it was between Nosedive, I think is the other one you said. Nosedive is a little more palatable. Okay, and this one was just right out the gate. My girl's like, what, what's going on here? What's happening in at that studio? I'm like, I don't know. They just told me to watch it. It's a good show. The concept, yeah. the idea the is very creative, but it's also dark. Yeah, it's about the end of the world. I thought it was more... It's about technology. It's about technology, and, it's and about techno- technology ending our humanity. It's so, about technology Then you have to tell me that. which episode that one would be, where it leans more towards that, because this episode was not... tech. Yes, there's, techno- there's te- technology involved, but it's not like what he's saying, correct? Um, this, this specific episode. Yeah, kind of. They're all just kind of saying, like, technology brings out the worst in all of us, mm. and every episode talks about that in a different way. Yeah. So... That's it. So I got the Lakers loss, and then I followed it up with a <laughs> double whammy. Right? You're never you going to leave that Black Mirror episode one. being like. Get up a little <laughs> earlier and start your day with one of these and see how it goes. Look at Sliwa's eyes. I'm you're like, hey guys, there watching the one. Emily, what's the what, the episode where I I, I don't remember it like you do? Is John Hammond one of these? Yes. Yeah. It's called. I think it's oh, called wow. White Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one is about time. That one's really dark though, and it's super dark, and it will. Give, give that one a it's shot. Out, but it's a long episode, just <laughs> yeah. so you know. It is, I think it's like 90 minutes. Yeah, first season was only, I think, like three episodes. Yeah, they're all really like short because it's originally a BBC show. And so BBC mm. shows are always short and um, or seasons are always short. So it's BBC adapted to the Netflix model. And I think that there's never, there's not going to be an episode where you get out and be like, wow, I feel, I feel good. Every episode no, makes you, you feel worse about yourself. It's not an I feel good sort of show. It's not that you're thinking, you know what, we're going to be okay. Everything's gonna work out great. Yeah, it's it's a little a, dark. It's all they're all dark. It's called Black Mirror for a reason. It's a black reflection a black. of uh, <laughs> of our reality. The Rams have thirty six, 
69. Raiders have seven. Mm-hmm. The Chargers are somewhere in the 20s. It's not important they're the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would be really intrigued to see what the Raiders do with this because they need a quarterback. Or is that they have a new crew in there, right? The John Gruden crew was terrible at drafting. They, they, their, their draft picks, the guys that got that turned out to be halfway decent, they got deeper in the draft. Their high picks turned out to be pretty ineffective. I'd love to see them start to put together something around a quarterback. I know that the car car was like the worst case scenario, right? By being just good enough, sure. yeah. you kind of talk That's yourself into, yeah, I think we're going to be – you're not. Is that not the average team that, That's the worst that case is scenario. not tanking or competing? Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders don't seem to have – the Rams, for better or for worse, and if for the last four or five years it was for the better, and then last year you got it for the worse. Yeah. They have a very clear philosophy. Picking college players that may or may not be good, we're not interested, give me Jalen Ramsey. Picking college players that may or may not be good, not that interested, give me Von Miller. Mm. That They went about that in a very specific way, and it hit. The Raiders, I don't know what they're doing. I don't but the, know. But if the Rams, they have an would you idea. agree? They were in a position that was the the timing of what they were doing was the right timing. Sometimes teams yeah, try sure. to do that, and it's like you're you're not in that window. You're, you're not. But then you better pick the right guys. Mm-hmm. You if you're going to do that, you can't be taking Cleveland Farrell with the third overall pick, a guy you could have gotten the second round or maybe mm. even beyond that. If you're going to use those picks. You better pick an Aaron Donald. You better pick a Todd Gurley. You better pick a, a Jared Goff, yep. who I know we kind of make fun of him. He was fine. Goff's, Goff's having a good career. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He, he, if you said, is he Peyton Manning? No. Is he Ryan Lee? No. He's mm-hmm. fine. He's been a starter in the league since the moment he showed up, more or less. Has won a lot more games than he lost. He yeah. turned around a team that was terrible in L.A. and made them very, very good. Mm-hmm. He took a team in Detroit that was terrible and made them decent that was a good pick they're good at picking guys near the top of the draft they've only had a couple of weird ones and i wonder if that's what we're going to be talking about Mm. a year from today like a year from today are we saying and listen they do have the making it up fourth pick in the draft third pick first pick in the draft this is now it's caleb williams now it's whoever they decide is the difference maker because for the last five six years with the rams the draft where everyone else goes nuts with the Rams, it's like, yeah, okay, they got who in the third round? Cam Akers, second round? Okay. Are you a uh, you big NFL draft guy? When you have a first-round pick, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not an some NFL draft guy. Love. down. some people it's the second most highly rated I NFL know. event of the season behind the Super Bowl. I know. It's a big deal. You know what it is a big deal for? Bad teams. Yeah. Right. If, if you're a bad team, and there's you're some hope. Jacksonville gives you some hope. It's what else are you going to get excited about? Yeah. Jacksonville for well, they've been here 20 plus years now. They don't have any games to get excited about. They've got yeah. picks to get excited about. The Rams had games to get excited about. Yeah. I. I it's funny because I only bring that up because the hype that comes with the NFL draft. And if you're not into it, you're paying not that close attention to it. I get it when you had a high pick. I remember back in the days, right, where the Chargers. Um, it was picking Eli Manning, and Eli's like, yeah, I don't want to play for you guys. It's like, oh, that's comfortable. doesn't happen very often. It was trading the Michael Vick pick, remember? And it was LaDainian Tomlinson, and you got Drew Brees out of it. It's those high picks that you get so excited about. Further down you get, it's like, I don't know what, what players these are. Nobody does. Yeah, nobody does. I, 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 I know. I don't even think the GMs do. Uh, take the center from Alabama. 
Who is it? I don't know. Him. That guy. The guy that played for Nick Saban for three years. Call give, him. Give me him. Well, they have two. I The taller one. How do you pronounce his name? <laughs> The guy, the left-handed guy. Give me, give me that guy along the way. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hey, guys. Another good uh, strand for Travis is along the way. Can I get the, uh, can I get the along the way, please? Um, <laughs> I'll take that. Sure. Yeah. Where your head just goes into <laughs> a... Just go along the way. <laughs> just go along. Yeah, and again, Slee, every single Black Mirror is going to be dark. It's a dark show. It's never going to be a happy ending. So all right, you're is that one one of the it. darker ones? Uh, of the dark ones? They're all really dark. It's like Twilight Zone. Yeah. I, I would say they're all on the same level of darkness, besides maybe Nosedive, and that one's not as bad. It's like partly cloudy. <laughs> all right, so uh, my friends are planning a wedding, and uh, they're kind of having a debate among uh, between themselves about uh, DJ versus live band. So oh. DJ is always better than a live band at a wedding. Travis, factor cap. Cap. Cap, 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 cap. A DJ's fine, and you have a good time with a with a DJ. But you get the right band. Live mm-hmm. music is awesome. But you can also get a bad band. Yeah, you might. But this is you do a little bit of homework. You're going to find somebody that's probably pretty good. It is more expensive. You know why? Because it's better. It, it just it, it is. There's a reason a Mercedes is more than a Kia, <laughs> right? It's a better yeah. car. And, and a live band has a, a vibe and energy to it that is so much fun. What you, I think Taylor, I texted you this a couple of weeks ago. I don't go seek out live music a ton, but when I run into it, it's always awesome. Even if the guy or girl that's performing is only okay, it's still a lot of fun to go see in person. Give me the live band a hundred times out of a hundred. So I think initially I was going to lean towards DJ. Trav, that was a pretty good pitch. Got to be honest. With you. The only reason why I was going to go DJ, so I'm going to go fact on this on a live band, is because, you know, you get more variety. You can kind of, it's different styles so of music. Cap. You could, 
DJ DJs, is better. Oh than yeah, yeah, cap, cap. Um, that you get a little bit more variety. You can kind of pick and choose. Maybe it's hip hop. Maybe it's a little bit of rock. Maybe it's this. You kind of get all that. But there is an energy that a live band has that you cannot mimic, and people are paying more attention. And there is, it gives off a vibe that's a better vibe. So, Taylor, I think that. Uh if you want a, a live band, then you're going for like a little classier feel. And if you want a DJ, you're a little a little trashier. It just depends on what style <laughs> yep. wedding it is, you know? <laughs> yep. Trashy. Yep. We, that's, now, that's a look, big word. Oh, my wedding. We had a DJ. Yeah. And it's it was a trashy and, wedding. And it was fun. <laughs> and apparently we're, you know, white trash scumbags that get a DJ. So I mean, what do what do I know? We had Daddy Ice Lights. At my brother's wedding, they had a band. It was amazing, mm. and they just absolutely cranked, and it was terrific. And I wish I had that band. You're trash. Hey, I, I've been a, a wedding DJ before. You know, I've done that, and it was kind of, you know, like I said, trashy. Yeah, <laughs> trashy. <laughs> I think you can do a happy medium and have the reception be live band, and have like a DJ or even just like a playlist. Somebody's the, just Emily look, all that money over I'm there. Right? A post the, the after nice. after show after <laughs> after party. Just give me both of you. Huh? I'll take uh, the salmon and the filet. Okay. Just, just give me both. <laughs> a playlist for the after party is not a. You don't have to pay for that. You can just play off a speaker. Apparently, you want I, live music for the after party. You guys know how much I like weddings, right? Yeah. yeah. Never been to a wedding after party. Never. I, that I, does I, not surprise I, me. I, I feel like I'm missing something. That sounds okay, kind I'm going to tell you why I haven't either. Our weddings Your go Your weddings long. go to 3 o'clock in the morning. It's it's no joke. It's one <laughs> thirty. I know it is. One thirty. I know. At 12, 10, you're like, we could wrap it up, guys. I've been to a couple of wedding after parties. It's fun, okay? It sounds fun. It is a good I, time. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm not saying because I don't want to go. She hasn't been invited. I do want to go. Yeah, he just Absolutely. hasn't been invited to one of those. Come on, Trav. All right, so um, I have been watching the new season of Survivor as it's been coming out, and I used to I usually binge Survivor season and like find out everything in a matter of like essentially two days. So um, you would rather binge a show than watch it week to week, Al? Factor cap. Um. Cap, I like spreading it out a little bit, and it, and I think just time wise, if you get a good hour in of a good show, the most I could do is one more episode. After that, it's like, all right, tomorrow night we'll watch it again. Like I think that that gives you something to look forward to. So no binging for me. Trav, well, what you asked is like the once a week thing versus the binge. Is that yep. what we're talking about? Once a week. For sure. Like, think mm. about how we talk about succession. Think about, I know that you're a Game of Thrones person. Go back to Better Call Saul. Good lead up. Right? That yeah. you you get the moment to kind of break it down with the other people that like the show. And nobody's ahead of anybody else. You either are current mm. or you are probably don't watch the show. And succession right now is the most popular show on TV. Everybody that is into that show is waiting for Sunday night for that thing to roll around. There's something about that anticipation. There's something about the collective Momentum. experience. And it's I really do think it's the collective. We don't have a lot of those where we're the what's it called? Monoculture, where we're all yeah. kind of doing the same thing at the same time. Yeah. Those don't exist very much anymore outside of sports. Live sports. Like kind of the last yeah, you're one. Right. You're right. And uh yeah, so give me the once a week thing, the the analog way of doing it. Taylor? Fact, yeah, I would rather binge it, but I always appreciate when I'm forced to wait, I guess. If a show doesn't all come out at once or whatever. Um, I did that recently with like, The Last of Us. That was good to to spread out. Um, 
and then Jury Duty too. I watched that. Um, uh, it's so good. Yeah, and I I watched I think the first three or four five episodes. I don't know how many were. Yeah, out. they dropped five, and then yeah. And then they made you wait for the last two, and that's just something to look forward to in life. Yeah. By the way, Jury Duty is the funniest show that I've seen in several years. Mm. It's the concept is that there are it's a a trial, but everything's fake. They're all actors, as if for one person, and that one person doesn't know it's mm. um, a. Uh, is it show. another jury member that's not in on it? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's one singular jury guy, and he probably is the most wholesome man that's ever walked the earth, and he makes my heart happy. So, <laughs> shout nice. out to you, Ronald. Um, he's so, great. Jerry, so, wa- do you <laughs> say, watch Black Mirror. Get 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 the rope to end it all, and then Jesus. watch then watch an episode of Jury Duty to make it all go away. All right, there you You'll go. You'll be great. You'll be doing well. All right, so um, <laughs> is it Drew Maggie or Maggie? I think it's Maggie. Okay, Drew Maggie um, is having. Is it his first start today or his first start yesterday? Uh, he got his first at bat the other day. I think right. today is his first start. Okay, so first start today, and so uh, you know, I'm sure his family is in attendance and you want as many people as possible to come see you, because who knows if this is ever going to happen again. But mm-hmm. I want you guys to put yourself in the shoes of Drew Maggie. You probably don't have a lot of money, you know, you, you're you you're making ends meet. Been all in the minor stuff. leagues for 13 years. He doesn't have yeah. a nickel to rub together. <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, your, your people are probably asking for tickets, slash for you to buy your tickets. So, you would draw the line of paying... For your immediate family members to come and see you play your first start in the majors. So that means just mom, dad, siblings. That's your immediate family. So Taylor, factor cap. Fact. I don't I don't know. I feel like they would pay for it. I, I don't know. Why, why do you have to let them? A lot of times they don't pay for everything. But like, I mean, I don't know. Who, know, who knows your family? They may want, you know, help. Uh, do they comp you tickets, I wonder? Sometimes, not always. I mean, if you're no, that, by the way, if you're that inexperienced, probably not. This is a great question. Pittsburgh had plenty it, of seats. It's, it's. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Plenty like, of seats. You yeah. can't pay 15 yeah. bucks to come. Yeah. Come on, guys. Jeff, I want everybody that's ever helped me get to that place at that game. Yep. I, I, and you're and, paying for it. And, and if I have to go into my own pocket to do it, I would do it, even if it means I gotta put a little credit card debt or whatever it might be. But. I want my mom and dad there. I want my brother there. Yeah. I want I want my if I'm close to my cousins, I want them there. My high school coach, your college coach, your best friend. You only get one of these. Yep. You only get one first day in the major leagues. And this dude who's been in the minors forever, mm. I'm just I'm not here to ruin anybody's fun. That guy's going back down, he's never coming back. That that's that's exactly what's gonna happen. I would do everything I can to get anybody that was important to me to one of those games. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm cap on this one too, where it, it's I got a credit card. How high does it go? Because this <laughs> is sure. this is it. Like you, you basically you played for as long as you did to get a moment to go up. Yes. And if that moment's going to end later today or tomorrow or whatever the case is, you can say twenty, thirty, fifty years from now, I had all the people that I wanted there, and I still haven't paid off that credit card. And very quickly, just kind of throw this one in here too, because you and I are on the same page here. Yeah. You're probably going to have to take on a but. While he's in the big leagues, he's making big league money. Okay, so he's made. I think the major league minimum right now, I believe, is seven hundred thousand dollars. So he's getting a prorated version of whatever seven hundred thousand dollars annual is for every day he's in the big league. He gets a prorated version of that, right? So he has some money coming in at least in the very short term. When he goes back, they turn the spigot off like that. But I would take all of my big league money to make sure everybody I cared about was there. 
All right, so my one of my roommates is uh, currently, she kind of does, like, gig work. She goes from, like, movie to movie because she works as a costumer. But right now, uh, there's the writer's strike, so there's not as much movie TV out there to work for. So she's been a personal assistant for the past uh, couple months for a uh, two YouTubers. So I'm not going to reveal whom they are, but they're YouTubers. Can I ask a really stupid question? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, just being a personal assistant or no, a YouTuber? No, 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 no. a YouTuber. Uh, Somebody that has a channel, that has show, consistent content. content. Jake Jake Paul. Subscribers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she's had to do a lot of interesting stuff as a personal assistant, and it seems really draining slash really annoying. So, again, another life you... This is the only option you have to be a personal assistant. You would never be a personal assistant. Travis, Patrick Cap. I think that's fact. I don't... I would not function well in that role. I, I, I have a... Now, it's not a zero tolerance for no, I'm not going to do that. But I do have a line where no, I'm not going to. I don't like that you said him. She's had to do some weird things. I'll do a few things, but if it's nothing but these really weird, degrading, awkward, I, I I'm just going to go find something else to do. I, that's not for me. Al, cap to the point where. Listen, if you're doing stuff where I'm like my self worth and my respect, that's what I'm getting. Okay, at. then we're done. Yeah, but. There are people that have started in positions like that and have a relationship, whoever there's that, hey, this actually can grow into something. You're going to do this. I'm going to teach you the ropes on that. If it's a, I could see something in the future where I could benefit from this position, awesome. If it's none of that, ain't happening. So I guess it just depends on the, the gig. Taylor? Cap, I think I'd, I would do this. I'd have to be close to the person or have some kind of, I don't know rapport with them where i would hope they wouldn't put me in those kind of uncomfortable situations but yeah i'm not opposed to this emily can you give us an example of some of the awkward things they had to do or will it give it away um can you send us the link to the a YouTube lot of page? things had to do with obviously like running errands for them that's fine at one point in time she had to cook for them that's fine um she yeah, there's some stuff that would reveal who they are, so I'm not going to go into that and uh, you know blow up her spot. But there, it, it, it is some un- embarrassing things. You need to come. But that with- stuff, I, I even that right there, what she just said, I'd be like, why am I cooking for you? I yeah, don't understand. But it, I'm not a personal chef. No, I'm paying but, you. But if they said, hey, listen, I'm not going to get home till really late. Can you make sure there's food in the house before I come home? And would you mind putting together a couple? That just kind of falls under the umbrella of I need you to do all the odds and ends that I can't get done in yeah. my day. I'm not going to put on the chef's whites and yeah. the toque. Yeah, I but- think I just got fired because I'm already <laughs> yeah. now like, no, why my, am I my doing My thing this? would be, hey, I have a doctor's appointment today, and I need you to come in and hold my hand while you're getting your prostate exam. No, I'm out. I quit. That, that sounds like a very <laughs> specific. <laughs> well, it's front of mind. I got three three fifteen now. Three fifteen. <laughs> that's enough. It's, I'd rather hear the label Larry the cable guy. That's probably more accurate, but we're not doing it. Lakers lose in Memphis. Uh, Milwaukee's out. Milwaukee's Ooh, out, bro. NBA, when we come back. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another suggestion for your strain, Slee? You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Yosemite Slee. I'm in. <laughs> It feels like, but that like Yosemite Sam was crazy and aggressive. He's shooting his guns all the time. He's going wild. Yeah. You're, that's not your jam. Yeah, but this is the it's the indica version, so it's very relaxing. It's out in the woods. It's looking at the trees. Oh, you're going Yosemite. As going in Yosemite Park. Like the park. Yeah. But doesn't the Yosemite Slee conjure up images of Yosemite Sam? Yes, but I, know, I, I hear Yosemite. You that that matches. That's that's a. I know it matches for you, in. but again, we got to. But it's a sleeve with strain. Wide consumer. We got to. We got to sell it. We can't. We you screw them. We don't want it to sit in the shelf and have nobody buy it. Like I don't want to go crazy and start going all wild trying to More catch Daffy us. Duck. I need. I need to chill out. Maybe you put a picture of a tree on it or something. Yeah. Or what's that giant rock in Yosemite? Uh, half Dome? Is that what half that dome. is? Half Dome. Is that Half Dome? Yeah, Half Dome's there. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, it in is Yosemite, half dome. right? Yeah. I'm basically a national park expert. What else you want to know? We know. <laughs> we know. Seems like a lot of work. Kind of far. They should put one in Laguna Niguel. It's like five, six hours to get out there. Sequoia as well, right? I'm with you. It's just far enough. You're like, Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of far. Zion's state, only six about, hours about away. about state parks? You go to Zion... Same time that you're going out to Sequoia. Why am I not like shocked that Milwaukee as a number one seed is out? Because we've, we've said this a million times, that the NBA, the better team almost always wins a seven-game series, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and a, the better team almost always wins the 1-8 matchup. I think this was the fifth or sixth time it's happened in a seven-game series. Um, it, do, it does not happen very often, and yet what happened yesterday with the Bucks and the Heat did not feel shocking. It, it's surprising, it was, but the fact that it went five or four one, that it, was shocking to me. Was it? Yeah, yeah. was it for me? Is there any team that's more reliant on one player than the Bucks are on? Giannis, so though? maybe this is why it was more shocking to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. I think that's why it's more shocking to me. I've watched Milwaukee play games, and yeah, Giannis is going to do his thing. But so is Middleton. So is Holiday. So is Brooke Lopez. So is some know, of these other players. Don't take Allen the ball at the end. Yeah, I know. They didn't even get a shot off. But they were. I, they they had a double digit lead in the fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler sending the game in overtime. I don't even know what that play that was. How he that caught the ball and shot it at the same time. Right. They just were. It, it had a weird vibe. It's like it, I think Milwaukee is going to w- win. Weird vibe for sure. But like. From, go back to the first game where Giannis fell, right, and landed on his butt and hurt his back. And man, I was telling you guys the story about when I got hip-checked and hurt my tailbone. It, it's it's a terrible injury. It really is incredibly painful and everything else. And then they lose that game. You're like, ah, it's just one game. Then they won without Giannis in game two. Giannis like, came back after that, and he was in every game, and they lost them all. I know. That, that's why, had it been a Giannis missed this whole thing and we got to game seven, and it's 3-3, and now Giannis is coming back. You lose. That would be surprising to me. But Giannis was basically but, but that, there for but, this. But that's the surprising part. They played in Miami, were up double digits, and fell apart at the end yeah. of the game. Played in Milwaukee, up double digits, fell apart at the end of the game. What, what did you 
Did you take anything from Giannis's post interview? So I mean, for, for for those who don't know, he was asked by a reporter, "Was this season a failure?" And it was that simple of a question. Mm-hmm. And Giannis gave a pretty long response there. Here it is. Got there? Go. Yeah. Do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success, you know? And if you've never, I don't want to make it personal, there's always steps to it, you know? Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. Ready? Love his answer. It was a failure. <laughs> I, 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 I get his answer. I love the explanation, the I whole thing. I get his answer. I, I, look, get ready for another thing I say all the time. Two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This, this is – I like the answer as a human being. I like the perspective of a person on earth who understands that – the world is not binary. The world is not success or failure. There are journeys. There are steps in a process. There are things that you can take and learn to apply to the next thing that you have to go do. And it is an incredibly healthy way to live. And I'm sure that Giannis is going to have a long, happy, healthy life, both physically and mentally. He has wonderful yes. perspective. Yeah. The very last thing that sports fans want to hear when you're the best team in the NBA during the regular season, you have the very best yeah. record, you're playing a team that lost their playing game, had to go into another playing game, and they beat you 5-1, to one, is that it's not a failure. Nobody wants to listen to that. Can I give it's you... It's like the Dodgers. It, it, I was, I was, yeah, I'm going to no, give nobody you... Nobody wants to listen I'm going to give you that example exactly. Let's say after the Dodgers lose to the Padres that a mic comes in front of Dave right. Roberts, hey, was this season a failure? Wait, wait. So you've been in all the other things that you've done in your life. Right. When pick any team out there is every year that Roger Clemens, that Pedro Martinez, win was it a failure? You were the team expected to win. Mm-hmm. You were the team that's expected to obviously go deep into the playoffs. Now, if you lost in the NBA Finals, this that maybe for the Padres who ended up losing later in the playoffs, they can say, you know what, it wasn't a failure, and let me tell you why. We have not got this far. It's been this long, so this, this. You can add all the storylines to it. For the Dodgers, it was a failure. For the Milwaukee Bucks, it was a failure. I get the big picture. I understand what you're doing, but ultimately at the end of the day, I don't th- I don't think the question was unfair. You know, Like it, Dave said. But, but nobody's asking the question's unfair. The- it, it, it's, his response to it, he got it, defensive and and he backed it off. He even said in the middle of his answer, "I don't want to make this personal yeah, because no, and he was very respectful. He's a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, he is absolutely. But what people want is what Tiger Woods said when Tiger Woods showed up. But Tiger, Tiger Woods hadn't hit a shot as a professional golfer, and I'm, I remember, I think it was on ESPN. Curtis Strange, who was a longtime tour pro, won the U.S. Open a couple of times, very accomplished player, was interviewing him and asked him about what his expectations as a pro were going to be. And Tiger's response was, second place sucks. Hmm. That's what people want to hear. That I'm not here to learn and grow and figure this out. They want to hear, I'm here to do the whole thing. And especially if you're Tiger Woods. Hmm. Especially if you're Giannis Antetokounmpo. You're not in your second year. You won the championship a couple of years ago. You're a two-time MVP. You have a championship pedigree. You have a really good team. You just had the best season in anybody in the league. Different roles for you. you, you exactly. Yeah. The, this is, is The Miami Heat are having a successful season. They could get beat by... They play the Knicks next. Yeah. They could get beat by the Knicks, which I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. But And it's like, look, we kind of were 
floating around 500 most of the year. We got hot at the right time. It was a good year. For the Bucks, it's a huge failure. And Giannis got like almost muscled out by someone else who seemed to want it more. Jimmy Butler wanted that win last night, and he willed his team to win last night. And he's tough. I don't think we can understate how how much of an impact Jimmy Butler made on that game and just showed up Giannis, potentially the best player in the NBA. Jimmy Butler, we were talking about this this morning. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is the first pick in the best player plus toughness draft. He's number one. He's he's because he's not the best player in the league, right? Jokic is better, Embiid is better, Giannis is better, Steph is better. But when it comes to really really good and maybe the last guy in the league I want to mess with or or, or challenge, Jimmy Butler is your number one draft choice. Remember, he his frustration in other places is. Yeah, I, I don't know if they play hard enough. I don't remember when he was in Minnesota. He's in Go Miami now. Go Chicago. Do I even, okay, after Chicago, before Minnesota, in Philly. Oh he yeah, yeah, that's right. Tolerate that's Ben right. Simmons. Yeah. Yep. And and guess what? Yep. Guess who was right about that? Like mm-hmm. he's not messing around. If you're not about it, but is Miami not the perfect? perfect. Like this is these are the kind of destinations, and that's why Miami is going. This run is similar Butler. to their 2020 run. We were talking. Gabe Vincent, go Gauchos, is a guy that you know he might be in the league. But but in Miami, he's an important part of what they do yeah. because he does that kind of stuff. Styles he's tough, make fights. And Jimmy Butler is the ultimate of that. And Gian, look, here's Giannis should be very, very happy that he won a title a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Because let's say they lose to the Suns there, and just not that he blows it or anything, but they just lose. They lose in six or seven games. Sure. Giannis's playoff resume at that point is not great. Mm-hmm. Add this to a championship list career yeah, no, it can't, it can't happen it's a really bad we're talking about him in a very specific way that that one title kind of takes him out yeah i agree i agree no it, listen there's there's because he cashed it in it's not all that different uh, use as an example lakers cashing in 2020 right anthony davis has one under his belt let's say lakers didn't win in 2020 what's your conversation about anthony davis or the lebron experiment when you win one it it quiets everything down Jerry Springer uh, died earlier today, and in honor of Jerry, Jerry, we're doing a trash TV snake draft. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.